Hello and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of May 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. And it was one of those weeks in which the market was up slightly, so S&P 500 up 32 basis points or 0.32%, and you had eight of the 11 gig sectors down for the week and some of them down dramatically. And yet because those sectors that we talk about so much, discretionary communication services and technology were up, the market ends up eking out a gain for the week. It was a week in which we had some economic data that moved the market, including PCE on Friday, but it seemed like based on the news flow, it was really hour to hour, day to day, minute to minute, focused on the debt ceiling negotiations. And we did not get any concrete resolution there. We got some indications that we might get a resolution on Friday, but ultimately we didn't have anything to focus on in terms of the framework of a deal or what the deal is going to look like. So the expectation, of course, is that a deal will get done before the deadline and we will see that piece of uncertainty hovering above the market washed away through some sort of compromise. Now, the data that we did get was, again, mixed. So PMIs from the S&P were both better than expected on the manufacturing and services side. We had better than expected new home sales. We got GDP and durable goods, which mostly in line with what the market expected. GDP, of course, was a revision. And then at the end of the week, we got the most important piece of data, which was PCE. And remember, PCE is the Fed's favorite indicator of inflation. It printed hotter than expected. So headline and core both up 0.4% month over month versus 0.3% month over month expected. That pushed the year over year inflation signals higher. Real wages and spending were both up. So if you take a step back, it feels as if the expectation that we're going to get some normalization of inflation, that inflation is coming back down, you hear it time and time again, that we're on the other side of this. It feels as if prices are stuck, at least from the PCE's perspective, in that 4 to 5% range, which of course is well above what the Fed wants and what the Fed targets. And we'll get more data on the inflation front, on the employment front between now and the next Fed meeting on July 14th. But all in all, this was a PCE print that showed that inflation is stubbornly high. We've said that time and time again here. But when you sort of take that number apart, what you get a feel for is the fact that this market is trying to will inflation down and trying to will the Federal Reserve to pause and pivot. And yet we've got this level of inflation, whether it's CPI, whether it's PPI or or more recently PCE, that just refuses to relent. On the earnings front, we had lows, which beat on the top and bottom, but lowered guidance and increased its dividend. But that on the back of Home Depot's very poor print the week before shows that at the very least, demand for consumer spending on home improvement is wavering, if not declining. And that, in theory, is a product of the state of the housing market. Again, we had better than expected new home sales, even though mortgage rates have ticked back up. 
the reality is that the housing market domestically is a very difficult place. NVIDIA was the story of the week on the earnings front. Not only did they have a wild print in terms of their results, but their guidance was just so, so significantly higher than what the market was expecting. You got a 25% rally after hours in NVIDIA, which of course is one of the larger companies in the United States, let alone the world. And that's reflective of some of this overall excitement, if you will, enthusiasm toward AI and the spending that's going to come from AI. It's a word everyone talks about anytime you go through your LinkedIn feed or your news feed. Someone's talking about AI. Someone's talking about ChatGPT. Someone's talking about the applications, how these things are going to disrupt various segments of the market, the spending that's going to go there, the investments that's going there, the venture capital that's focused on it. And yet this publicly traded company, NVIDIA, which seems to be at the heart of it because of the fact that we're going to need a lot of semiconductors to power that AI revolution just blew the doors off this quarter and the market really liked it. We'll get into that a little bit later with the sector in focus, which of course is technology. But we also heard from Costco, which is 9% of the consumer staples select sector spider XLP. Sales were down. Wholesale inflation seems to be coming down, at least based on that report. So you had Costco management discussing the effects of lower inflation. So during the height of the pandemic, inflation was about eight or nine percent. According to the CFO of Costco, it's now dropped in categories like eggs and meats and nuts to the three, four percent range. Again, the inflation story is just something we can't get away from. You hear from CEO, CFOs talking about it in earnings reports. You hear about it in the news. You hear about it in the headlines. We got a PCE print this week. And yet here we are looking at a company like Costco in the consumer staples sector talking about it at the very least input cost starting to feel a little bit of improvement. And if you go back in time, Costco was actually buying up container ships. They were buying up supply chain elements to ease some of those supply chain constraints. They've now since sold those container ships and some of those um, supply chain components. But the point is, is that inflation still rules the day. And when you look at what happened this week, as I mentioned, eight of the 11 gig sectors down for the week. Consumer staples, the worst performer, down 3.28% for the week, but utilities down 2.3%. Healthcare down 2.88%. So again, a pain trade so far in 2023 isn't in the fixed income markets. It's in the defensives. And that was a very popular posture. And it's certainly something that we've talked a lot about with advisors because our multi-asset research team has been oriented, at least from a sector perspective, defensively, but on a relative basis, it's those growth sectors, discretionary, communication services, and technology that are leading the way. XLC up 1.22%, discretionary up 28 basis points this week, and then technology on the back of that NVIDIA print up 4.64%. What a week for technology, and what a week for NVIDIA. Now, 672 million shares traded across the select sector spider lineup, so a pretty robust week. We'll see how that looks in this coming week because, of course, it is a short week with the Memorial Day holiday. From a flow perspective, the story was really XLE or energy. We had 10.35 million shares redeemed out of XLE over the rolling one-week period, and that's about $815 million worth of net outflows for XLE. That's a big number and reflective, perhaps, of people starting to fade the energy story 
coming out of what was such a strong year for energy in a sector that's been in focus time and time again. We had 3 million shares created in XLF, 1.2 million shares created in XLC, but the fact that we had 5.4 million shares redeemed in total across the 11 sector spiders and 10.35 million redeemed out of XLE tells you that there wasn't a lot going on outside of energy, at least this week. So the sector in focus, as I mentioned, is technology. And the technology sector's in focus partly because of that NVIDIA print, which was so dramatic. And the rally was just so awe-inspiring. But the year-to-date rally now for technology is north of 32%. So it is now the best-performing sector, having pipped communication services. And one of the things I was looking at with technology is just the relative volatility. So we talk a lot about how energy is the most volatile sector in the market. And most people would expect technology to be the most volatile sector in the market. And the fact is, is that it's the third or fourth most volatile sector over the past decade, just 18% annualized standard deviation versus 14% for the S&P 500. Now, the thing with technology is you do get drawdowns, at least historically, that are more significant than the market. The exception, of course, was during COVID. So that COVID drawdown for the S&P 500 was right around, at least on a one-year basis, 35%. The drawdown in technology was just shy of that. But in 2019, you saw a bigger drawdown around 25% for technology versus around 20% for the S&P 500. When you look at last year's drawdown for technology, it was significantly deeper than that of the market, around 35% versus right around 25% for the S&P 500. So that volatility story, although when you zoom out and look at it on average over the past 10 years, is pretty compelling. But... When you look at the actual experience investors have from a drawdown perspective, it doesn't necessarily match that relative volatility. It does tend to have pretty violent drawdowns. And that's not to say that we're going to see one because, again, the tape so far isn't lying. And it's telling us that tech, communication services, discretionary, those growth sectors of the market are where investors want to be. And the relative performance is certainly showing that. But when you look at XLK and you decompose it at the gig sub industry level, one of the things that's interesting is up 32.77% through Friday's close. 6.1% of that comes from NVIDIA alone, which is up 166.5% so far year to date. You got another 9.96% coming from the system software group. 8.84% of that is coming from Microsoft, which again, up about 39% year-to-date. Apple up 35% has contributed just shy of 8% of the year-to-date performance in technology. So when you add those three up, you're talking about two-thirds or so of the year-to-date performance in technology coming from three stocks. And that's not to say that's right or wrong. It just goes to show how powerful the moves have been in these stocks, in this sector. And again, when you have these stocks with this type of weight, NVIDIA isn't necessarily the same weight as Microsoft, which is 22%, or Apple, which is 23%. It's just 5.22% of the sector. But to contribute 6% to the total return so far this year at just a 5% weighting in the sector goes to show how dramatic that outperformance has been, 166.5%, which, saying it out loud, makes me feel a little uncomfortable because it's hard to believe. The reality is that the tech sector 
is about much more than these growth stocks that are high flyers that, as we talked about time and time again, have all these future cash flows tied up way out into the future and are companies that aren't profitable. The tech sector within the S&P 500 is by nature a profitable segment of the market. That's just the definition of the S&P 500. But it's also heavily weighted to these really mature technology companies, Apple, Microsoft, and increasingly so, NVIDIA. And the relative volatility story is still there. The relative drawdown story is still there. But importantly, the outlook for technology seems to be improving by the day as investors start to associate some of these really big names with this massive mega trend that people are focused on in the market, which is AI. And of course, NVIDIA is viewed as the sort of most direct way outside of, say, Microsoft, which, of course, did an acquisition, a really unique acquisition of ChatGPT recently in the AI space. And to that end, it remains to be seen what the back half of the year looks like for these sectors that have flown so much so far in 2023. So looking ahead to next week, economic data, we're going to get Kay Schiller. So another look at the housing market, consumer confidence, we're going to get ISM manufacturing. And then of course we get payrolls on Friday. So the payrolls number will Obviously be a big number for the market, but also heavily influenced, I would imagine, Fed policy going into that June meeting. Payrolls, of course, have been one of the indicators within all of the economic indicators and economic measurements we have that have been robust and have been sort of belying the economic data, calling for a recession. And those folks who said we're going to entering or in a recession and until we get a meaningful break in employment, it's hard to envision a meaningful recession. On the earnings front, we really just don't have much left. I mean, 95 plus percent of the S&P 500 is already reported. We'll hear from Broadcom, which is one of those companies in the tech sector that's performed so well this year, and then also Salesforce, which are two notable tech names, and will give us a feel for categories within technology that are related in some cases to the AI story, but also in the case of Salesforce, really related to enterprise spending levels. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for joining me. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist at SSNC Alps Advisors. I hope everyone had a wonderful Memorial Day and you enjoy the short week. Thanks for listening and take care.